Queer Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Lucy Cecil. And I'm Olivia Taylor. Hello, Olivia. Hi. How are you? Well, we've had a slow start. <laughs> or, or a bit too fast start, potentially. <laughs> oh, all right. Bloody hell. Yeah. Um, we, we tried to record the intro about 18,000 times. <laughs> I was doing it too fast, too slow, etc. <laughs> and they just kept cracking up. Oh. oh, it was a, a long time, but here we are now. Yeah, sometimes it just, you know, it takes a while to get going. And then <laughs> once you do, then it's yeah. just pure gold from there on yeah. in. So hopefully that's what happens well today. Well-oiled machine. <laughs> How's your week been? Yeah, um, it's been okay. And I think that it is important to note that we are now in double figures. Oh my word, double digits. Epi 10. Epi pen. <laughs> Nothing works better than a joke retold. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, true. Yeah, week's week's been good. I mean, it's been pretty quiet. Obviously, I've just been in a catatonic state since we went to see the best, Ooh. the only musical that there is now to me, Hamilton. Ooh. One word, and it's the only word you need, Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. I could not believe how good it was I know. Well, I mean, I c- I c- no I couldn't like because as we have said before I was blind going in etc and um it was just it's the most intense wonderful wondrous experience of my life I just remember like 30 seconds in just turning to you and being like yeah <laughs> yeah you, you literally yeah I think I, I sort of looked at you and you went like mm. you like not just nodded like yeah and I was so happy because in my mind like I'd imagined how it was going to be because I just listened to the soundtrack so much mm. and it actually just lived up to my really ridiculous good. expectations of what I thought it was going to be and really I, pleased. I again now have had um, a rekindled love affair with the soundtrack and I know you have oh my God, I'm, I'm a hashtag obsessed what's your favorite one at the moment at the moment it has to be non-stop yeah which, that's, that's my favorite this uh, week so good and I think because it's the one just before the uh end of the first half so it has all the bits where it's like building and building and then it's like really like exciting yeah and then it's um got like all the sort of refrains through it because yeah. it's like trying to like you know, build you up yeah exactly and then obviously it's got that great line it's like why do you assume you're the smartest, smartest in the room, room which I love yeah I like that bit it's and jazzy. then I also like the bit where they're talking about how they wrote all of the essays and then um, Aaron Burr goes Hamilton oh, yeah. wrote 51 and everyone's like Whoa! yeah and he makes like essay, essay writing like sound like the most epic pastime <laughs> yes. ever in the world absolutely well at that time it was I well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was great. And I loved how much, like, the audience were into it, like, massively so. Like, you know, I didn't expect, like, there was cheering after every song. I didn't expect that to be the case. And everyone was sort of whooping. And there's that classic bit, which, of, like, immigrants, we get the job done. And everyone was like, wow, yeah. going wild for it, which was uh, just amazing. <laughs> I loved it so much. Everyone was having the best time ever. It was cute. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it loads. And now I'm desperate to, like, go see it again. Not, like, desperate as in, I need to go right now, but, like, desperate to see it now that I'm going to be obsessed with it. Yeah, so seeing it now great. as a fan with a thousand t-shirts yeah, and exactly, beanie yeah. hats. Put, put my cap on and yeah. go, yeah, so, yeah, that was really good. How are the kitchen renos going? Ooh, Olivia, the kitchen rennies are <laughs> going, they're going well. So my kitchen was delivered on Tuesday and um, been working out hard ever since with my dad, just like ripping it out, putting the new one in and stuff. And we've had a bit of a delay, a couple of snags and um, plumbing, which takes ages, plumbing in a new sink. You'd think it would be like... Here's the hot, here's the cold, here's the waste. It's not. Do you know who you need? Who? Corky. Corky? Yeah, from Bound. I don't know who that is. Oh my God, the classic lesbian movie, Bound. I've never seen Bound. Oh my God. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) 
the story ba- of your I'm, life. And bound to have not seen it. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're bound to have not seen it. Okay, but but do you remember? But you know, like how how me and Sophie would say, "Oh, Corky, what have you done?" Yes, that's from that. Right. Well, that explains a lot. <laughs> I wish it was from something. I just didn't know what. Yeah. So it's from. <laughs> Love how you've never piped up on that for ten years of saying it, but that's fine. Just let you be you. Yeah, I just don't need to tap in or riff time. off. Yeah. Um yeah, so it's about that. So basically the the plot to set it up, I feel like this would be a really good make a scene okay, film night. Yeah, I might yeah. I might suggest it to the organizer. The organizer follows our podcast Instagram, so hi, this is our suggestion formally submitted to you through our podcast. And it is um, so Bound is like, I think it was made in the 80s or something. And it's this woman who's in this loveless marriage to this guy who's in the mafia. And there's some like shenanigans happening. And oh. basically she has um, some bad plumbing or like something sprung a leak or whatever. And, she does. and then the like lesbian Lothario plumber of New York comes around to, <laughs> the to, one, the one to, to fix her pipes. Oh, And does a little bit more than that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Fixes those pipes indeed. Yeah, and then like they fall in love and then they're like running from the mob and it's like a whole thing. Oh, it's sounds great. great. Yeah, okay, it's well, great. we will have to watch that. It um, is a classic. Yeah, well, unfortunately, never seen that and that definitely not that was going on while we were doing the kitchen, so. <laughs> oh. Yeah, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, well, not unfortunately, because I was doing it with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yes, it's coming along. It, swimmingly sort of when do you think it'll be done well it's going to be like a long process anyway it's going to be done in stages so for example we don't have the worktop yet because we're not we're waiting till it's all in place and then measuring and then getting the worktop so we're going to have like a in betweeny kitchen as we go kind of thing and how so, many takeaways have you had in this time about mm, 78 mm, okay. yeah so I'm full of takeaway and actually this brings me on to my uh, living and longing for not the takeaway but I'm just uh, I'm just taking us there right now why not take us take, there <laughs> take, take us away on that magic carpet ride that yeah. is living and longing for <laughs> so my living for is um i get i get like i, I have a, in, an incredible sense of like achievement when i've done had a whole day of like physical work okay it's like it fulfills me in a way that like nothing else does you're like a graft yes and it makes me you know like when you go to sleep because you're like and you're absolutely knackered oh like when you go um on a really long walk and it's a bit cold and you've just been like doing it all day and then you come home and you have a roast dinner and then you just like watch heartbeat and then you go to bed at eight o'clock and you sleep for like 12 hours exactly that yeah yes that is what i I love that so much like it it reminds me of once when my family moved from a rental house into like the house that my parents had bought um, like in the same village they sent me up to the old house every day to like do the deep clean because they were like we don't want to pay the cleaners to do it because it's like dead expensive so I was like I'll do it because I wanted the challenge and um, I went up every day for a week like scrubbed like did loads of cleaning just listened to loads of music and stuff and got absolutely knackered my mum would pick me up for lunch like, or bring me a little lunch a sandwich and then she picked me up at the end of the day take me back to the new house I'd have like a bath and I'd just be completely knackered but it felt amazing okay and it just makes me think that actually maybe I'm completely on like the wrong line of uh, work I mean I'm definitely in the wrong line of main work but like that there's this part of me that loves like absolute like physical exertion of your body like actually yeah. proper laboring yeah um which is why I always think I would like a farm You'd be great on a yeah. farm. So I'm like, you, I'm do you know where you would be great? So you know in um, Italy they have those agroturismos yes. places. So you would be great there because then you could like run the farm and then use all of the food and the wine to make delicious food and then do the agroturismo restaurant. Honestly, 
you're talking my language. So I'm going to do that. We're yeah. going to have to start podding from the the, vine, the vines. I mean, <laughs> the grove. Hume could have its own agroturismo, the, the it first could. of its kind. Okay, well, I'll look into it. So should. yeah, that is what I am living for. The satisfaction of a job done. Um, and similarly, I am longing for many baths with many Epsom salts oh. <laughs> as I am, my body is, I'm broke back mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I am not particularly strong, but I feel stronger. I did so much. Stronger heavy. than yesterday. Yeah, exactly. I did so much heavy lifting. It was amazing. Um, and loads of like tip runs and throwing things into a tip, which, like, which is a recycling tip, which is dead fun. That's very cathartic as well. Cause yes. you're washing that shit I right did, out of I your I did hair. so much like, <gasps> like yeah like don't need you don't yelling. need you don't yeah. need you bye yeah. Marie Kondo fuck, and you fuck you greasy weird top of cabinet yeah <laughs> so um that was really good I'm so I'm longing for many baths which I will have this weekend as I'm going home to my parents and this is links to another thing I'm longing for I'm seeing my nephew who I haven't seen since Christmas Aww. and I am longing for that so much because he's so big now hi nephew <laughs> he's only he's like eight no seven and a half months old now and he's just like a big chunk and I can't wait to see him yeah he's a very cute one yeah so, so. there's my living longings what are your living and longings um I am living for um so you know I mentioned last week that I really want to see the new um show Shrill yes so I still haven't seen it yet, but what I'm absolutely living for are all of A.D. Bry- Bryant's outfits on the press oh, junket. I haven't seen any oh, of these. She looks amazing. So like one time she's wearing this dress with like a thousand spangles and then she, I think I posted it maybe on my Instagram or Quillong's Instagram on the stories where it's like a fringed skirt and oh, she's yes, like, you did, boop, you boop, did. Boop. Yeah, it looks so good. And so she's wearing that and then... Um, on another show, she is wearing like this sort of prairie dress that's all like pastel colours and like a thousand th- th- thrills, and it just looks amazing. I just have to say, prairie dresses get such a shout out on this podcast. I yeah, that's they like really the do. third or fourth time we've mentioned a prairie dress. And yet, neither of us, I don't no. own a prairie dress. Let's get some for the summer. Maybe we should. Yeah. Clearly, like, we just both want to be on the farm, prairie dresses donned. And just living our best Waltons-esque life. I, I do. So, yeah, let's get some. Did you used to watch the Waltons when you were younger? No, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah no, I used to watch yeah, it yeah. with, let's, like, my yeah. mum. Oh, cute. Yeah. Awesome. In a prairie dress. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm living for, like, all the things that she's wearing great. and everything that she's saying. I think she's dead funny and great. And um, what I am longing for, this is still um, related to tv is um the new series that's coming to netflix in autumn which is um an adaptation of the tales of the city book ah yes so um that's coming i think yeah just sometime in autumn i don't think they've announced exactly when yeah but it's got ellen page in it kels Prees, and <laughs> um it also has the one who played shoshana in girls yes, i can't I remember can ne- i do not remember her name no. but most excitingly of all the main one that i'm most excited about is absolute dream hunt of life laura linney hi <gasps> she... i love laura me too linney. me too i think that like um, when you're older, if there's a movie of your life, Laura Linney would be you. Yeah, it's so much. But she's so like blushing. Do you not think she has like a a, a vibe of you? I I like. I would like to think that. That's very nice. Thank you. And like, well, look, pleased. look at her here in this t-shirt. I mean, Honestly. Would that, you not wear that? That's the most me top ever, probably. It really... So um, we'll link this in the show notes. It's an article um, from Gay Times about this new series. And if you scroll down, you'll see that her head is being cupped lovingly by <laughs> a man. And um, she's wearing this sort of striped 
t-shirt which is very lucy cecil yeah. absolute vintage you in fact i think i own that so yeah well, you lent it to her probably yeah i, I actually did posted it out um, so <laughs> it's an adaptation based on the collection of those nine books mm-hmm. and it's set in san francisco and it's basically about this girl from the midwest who moves to san francisco and she like discovers this whole world of like hedonism and yeah. drugs and and homosexual people and lifestyles and like all the all of the best things and um yeah i haven't read the books but i really want to no yeah i've I, they've 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 been on my list for like a long time i've known of them but i tried and, to um, find yeah, them i would like to read them i tried to find them on amazon and it's like really awkward to find the whole oh, really? collection mm. yeah okay but maybe i'm just doing it wrong i'll, I'll do some searching yeah. i'm good at that maybe we thing. can get them between us oh yeah be cute. that'd be cute a little queer longing library oh my god the qll Oh my god, have we just started something else? We have? I think we have. Okay, that's great. Okay. So we'll do that. Watch the space of the QLL. Oh, And then we could like leave books in just queer spaces <gasps> and do a treasure hunt. Absolutely, we'll be doing that. Okay, great. sorry that we're New having... segment. Yeah, sorry that we're having a bit of um, a think tank now, but it's exciting because we'll do that. We just can't turn off. No, we can't. Um, and also it's got, I know you don't watch Drag Race, but Bob mm-hmm. the Drag Queen, who was a winner a couple of um, right? seasons ago, is also going to be in it. Nice. And um, just a bunch of other like quite big names really Great. so it does um, it does look really good i am very excited for that yeah i think it will be really good so i'm definitely definitely longing for that but um have you been watching any other tv this week well i've been as obviously we have mentioned i've been doing the kitchen so i've not really watched much but what i did watch i think was it last yeah last night i was just absolutely knackered went to bed and was like oh i just need to watch like a little something while i a dry my hair and b like just try and unwind a bit from all of this heavy lifting yeah so i watched um the sort of most recent last week's actually not this week's episode of riverdale which i watch on netflix which is like based on the archie comics yes right which is like would i like that it, it <laughs> it's i love it because a high school yes be nostalgia because i used to buy the archie comic every week when i lived in malaysia yeah <laughs> my mom would buy it for me that's cute so that's cute so i love it because of that but it is it's it's right so it started off quite normal like high school drama high jinks and a couple of like weird mysteries because yeah. they always like to have some mysteries in the archie yeah. comics but it just take it's, it's, this is like the third or fourth season and it is just utter like bewildering bullshit now but in, but i love it but it is like so stupid so you must so you can like it as long as you like suspend your disbelief yes. essentially oh, a million percent a million 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 but it's percent. still entertaining but it's very entertaining i like it i like the characters um and um what i was gonna say was that in the most recent episode there was its first um more in-depth lesbian sex scene so in depth yeah well not not too in depth but um they always have like some sort of raunchy like straight sex scenes um not like proper sex like p and v but they have like you know suggestive can moments. i can i just do a little asterisk there it's very important to note that p and v sex is not the only proper sex and there are lots of sexes out oh, there absolutely yes that was an incorrect thing to say so, thank you olivia it's fine anyway as you were <laughs> i'm very tired yeah i know that i know that of all people you know that <laughs> yes anyway um and uh yeah but they they and they have this lesbian couple that they've had for a season or so but they never really like showed any proper like sex scenes of theirs it was always just a sort of like oh close a door and a wink like yeah. kind of thing um but then they actually had like a a, a bit more of a sex scene with them which i was like oh that's very exciting yeah and it was um done very well 
you could tell that both the actresses were straight though is all I'll say but um and also they followed it up obviously with them breaking up oh <laughs> well speaking of speaking of which yeah um a friend of mine who is an absolute diehard Coronation Street fan mm. if you live outside of the UK Coronation Street is one of our biggest um soap operas that has been going for decades in this country and it was set to be coronation street's first lesbian wedding now i might not be getting all the facts right because Mm. as i mentioned i don't watch coronation street so this is um information that i've got from one of my friends who is a fan of the show and let me know about this because basically last night was meant to be the very first lesbian wedding Right. right and then obviously because the world is shit they killed off one of oh the one of the lesbians God. in the couple. It's not 1994. Can yeah. we not? I know. What? Yeah, and um, and just like straight straight killed her off. Yeah, and um, so wow. so they killed her off, and also um, apparently there was this part where she was like praying and saying that she was gonna like die for being gay or something, right. and everyone was just like, "What are you talking about? Like that is not." A healthy depiction it's just really unhealthy oh, it's really unhelpful and then um she did die and everyone was like oh great just bring back that old trope of killing off lesbian characters before they get to be happy yeah um so it's just really really disappointing that is and very disappointing and even and for my for my friend to say that is quite a big deal because she is the hugest Corrie fan and I'm sure would defend them to the hill right, but, yeah. but she was really disappointed by that that decision and I think a lot of people were as well apparently the actor was on um this morning right um talking about it and I've like queued the clip up to watch later but I haven't watched the whole thing yet okay but I guess like you know what what can be said like what what's happened happened and you know she's she's the she's the actor well, so what, yeah, what can doing doing a job and shit. what can she really do it's um yeah. down to the soap and the writers who make God. those um decisions and that's interesting because um Corey and like eastenders and like our other soaps in this country like have always been known sort of as like a place where the issues of the day and the sort of zeitgeist of the day is um, sort of explored and and known as like being quite groundbreaking in that way. So it's, it is, like I say, it's disappointing that they would do such a sort of archaic view of um, a lesbian relationship. I know. It's just such a a lazy way of progressing or not progressing the, the plot. And yeah, I mean, not everything has to be marred by tragedy show gay people being happy because a lot of us are yeah shockingly (laughs) anyway um so that yeah that was an annoying bit this week but um are you finished Riverdale now yeah well so um it's it's still going on but I finished that ep but um this actually this week's ep which will be the most recent ep when this comes out I believe uh is um Heather's the musical version of the episode so you know the 90s film Heather's no no it's like one of the like classic um one of the classic sort of like john hughesy style you know high school <laughs> so is it a bit like ghost world or it's things bit, like that yeah it's a bit like breakfast club like, oh, like 16 that, candles 16 candles all of them yes exactly what's so it's it like called again heathers oh, yeah who's in it uh i can't remember okay but it's good so they're doing a musical episode of that and when they've done other they've done other other musical episodes are always hilarious and great and um they also did like a breakfast club style episode a while ago which was amazing and i loved so i'm very much looking forward to that yeah watch riverdale if you want something that's just 
very entertaining but ridiculous yeah also to note off the back of lesbians uh, (laughs) the next episode of fleabag will have gone out by the time that this is out but we're recording this on thursday night so we have just seen the third ep where um fleabag has what we have seen to be as her first lesbian kiss yes it was great i was like yes i was like i was like i know what's coming and then it came i mean it was absolutely lacking in all chemistry i'm gonna put it out there yeah i mean that was the point yeah right but um i was yeah pleased to see it yeah i was too and especially with um an older woman being like revered and desired in yeah. that way it was um it was good to see but yeah fleabag just gets better and better uh, as it goes along honestly so good she is so clever yes remarkably so if i could have an ounce of that uh, intelli- intelligent writing I would be so pleased yeah uh, she's amazing I saw her on um, a chat show this week and she was talking about do you remember how in the first series she had that guinea pig yes because her cafe was like a guinea pig cafe yes. and um, apparently they had to like audition guinea pigs <laughs> and then they got they got sent like official guinea pig headshots to pick from <laughs> And then she was like showing, um, I think it was maybe Seth Meyers or something, and she was showing him like the different headshots. And it was like, okay, this is the Emma Stone-esque guinea pig. (laughs) This one is, you know, blah, 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 blah. She's like, this is Ryan Gosling. And (laughs) there was just like all different, all different ones. And you have to look at that. Sort of extract like what different talents they had from, um, from looking at them. So... Um, if you want to see Phoebe Waller-Bridge talk about guinea pigs, just Google it. Um, <laughs> she's there. She's doing it. She's providing that content for you. Great. Um, I also watched, because I decided that I wanted to have a gorgeous early night, so I went to bed really early and then could not, obviously, sleep. Yeah. So then I ended up watching the um, new Netflix special from Amy Schumer, Growing. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, that one was released on Tuesday so like a week out from when this goes out Mm -hmm. and it's like all about her life now as like a pregnant married woman and the last time she did she did the leather special where she wasn't doing any of those things and her life was really different and um I thought it had like quite a slow start and I was all ready for like coming on the podcast to say that it was really not good but um it was quite good okay um, towards towards the end and also I don't know whether it was to do with the fact that it's good or that I was lying down because do you have a thing where things are funnier <laughs> when you're lying down <laughs> one second let me go lie down and tell you how much even funnier this is that you've said this <laughs> do you have that uh, I'm gonna go for no Really? What I, do you mean? Like, how do you know that? Because, because I've experienced it. So, like, if I'm like, but have you experienced the same thing? Not lying down. Maybe not this. No, maybe not the same. So how can you say? Maybe not the same thing. But what I can say is, like, I'm in more of a like giggly mood when I'm lying down. <laughs> like, I I know that I just get the feeling that I wouldn't laugh in the same way at the same thing stood up. How interesting. Yeah. I'm going to do some experiments. going to make you lie down, stand up, sit down, see what the prime think, giggling situation. Is it because like, lying down. all your blood's like going in different ways? I honestly don't know what it is, Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pleased for you that you know your most giggly position. Yeah, that was, that's my most giggly <laughs> position. And I enjoyed watching um, Amy Schumer's Great. Netflix special from said position. So um, yeah, I mean, I'd recommend that. Why not? It's not going to... Um, blow your mind but it's quite funny okay it's yeah, a good cool. lol yeah sounds good <laughs> um, especially if you're lying down yeah especially <laughs> 
So aside from watching bits, have you been reading anything? Um, well, I've been trying to get back into reading so I can get mm. my 30 before 30. Yes. And um, yeah, I had a bit of a hiatus for like five weeks, which is really not the best. But it was bound to happen when you have like a really intense start. It happens, it happens loads. Yeah, so I picked it back up again and I decided to um, start with an on-fic as I always do yes. when I am in my struggles. Top tip. Yeah, and um, I, I read that book, um, This Is Going To Hurt. Oh yeah. Um, the Adam Kay Book. yeah you were chuckling at that on the train down to hamilton yeah yeah it is it's so readable is it yeah it's so readable and like really funny and heartbreaking and all the different things that you want it to be and it just gives you another um re- renewed appreciation of the nhs who i already appreciate loads yeah. anyway um but yeah even even more so now and um, also he's just he's very funny okay yeah. and now he's it's no coincidence i don't think that he's now ended up leaving medicine and he works writing for television and I think that he'd be so good at that I mean Um, he sounded like an amazing doctor to be honest and it's a big loss for them I think but um, I was gonna say but he (laughs) shame yeah we need them we need all doctors we can get I know um but yeah he's he's gone into that now and I can just see him being really good in that in that line of work but yeah I would definitely recommend it if you want to have something that's like really easy to pick up and put down and yeah I I liked it loads some like really some really funny stories and he sort of starts off with all of those sort of bits that you want to know like who comes in with something stuck in a place they shouldn't and you know all that kind of thing but then you know there are some really sobering parts of it that um are really serious and sort of devastating to be honest but um he writes really really well um so i definitely recommend that because i think there have been quite a few you know sort of tell all doctor books before and i think this has been the one to land the most successfully and so i think that you know that's that's saying something um, about his about his writing abilities. Definitely. So yeah, I'd, I would definitely recommend reading that. And then I've started, which I know the whole world has read apart from me, <laughs> Conversations with Friends. Oh yeah. I don't know. Right. Don't worry, because I felt the same. So I read Conversations with Friends, I don't know, a couple of years ago. And uh, was like, had, you know, seen all the hype about it kind of thing. Like, um, I was like, right, okay, I'll give it a go. I started reading it was like, well, yeah, it's quite enjoyable. You know, it's fine. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's, nothing, it's not bad. No. And then I sort of like read it and was like, right, that wasn't as wildly good as I wanted it to be or whatever. Okay. And then obviously read Normal People, which I think is worth the hype and yeah. it's like amazing yeah. as a book, but still feel the same about Conversations with Friends, um, but would be interested to maybe read it now having like settled into like the way that Sally Rooney writes or something, maybe. But interesting for you, because you read it the other way around, you read Normal People First and now you're reading Conversations with Friends, that you feel similarly. I'm just, I think I'm just struggling to identify with or kind of care for the characters in the same way. They're like deplorable in quite a f- few ways. Like they're not very nice. Like, I think they're supposed to, you're not supposed to like want to like them, I think. But, um, but I think, you know, I don't know... I, I I get that and that's the same thing with like girls they're all horrible sociopaths mm. you aren't meant to like them but they're they're sort of heightened versions of like all these different facets of our personalities that we yes. can identify right. with in some ways like the uglier parts yeah. but with this I just feel like no like I, I just feel a bit flat towards the the characters yeah but I probably will 
carry on. I'm maybe like 60 pages in. Okay, I'd, I'd say keep going. Yeah. Um, there's at least like still a gorgeous bit where they get to go abroad, so you get to like have some nice vistas in your brain. Oh, at yeah. least, at I l- least. I liked it in um, Normal People where, where they go abroad. Sally really loves to do that. She does. Has a little abroad interlude. Yeah. All right, well, I'll, I'll carry on, but... Um, I'm Plus not... it's easy to read, so it'll get you up to your 30. Is it easy to read, though? Oh, I... Yeah, well... <laughs> I mean, it's... it's I not, thought it was. It's not hard to read yeah. in the sense of, like, it's really, like, ele- like an elevated writing style. It's just... I'm finding it hard to, yeah, gob- gobble it up and engage with that it. Yeah, fair enough. I think I felt similarly, so I would understand. But if you, if you want to put it down, put it down. Life is not worth a book that you are not getting on with give it a little bit longer yeah at least a hundred i'll give it a hundred yeah. and, and, and then, then see see where i'm at because yeah. i've got queued up um how to stop time the next matt haig one which i would oh, like okay. to read yep. next so we'll we'll see where we get to with it but um, okay. i thought it was worth pursuing because i just love normal people so much yes no normal people's amazing I, for one, have not read anything for a, a thousand years, so can't can't talk about it. Do you anything. have anything next on your list well, of I've got, what I've you got, want I've to read? I've got a book um, from the library, actually, which yeah. I am reading. And I, I, am, I was enjoying, but I just have put it down because of being the kitchen builder that I am. Yeah. And the fact that all of last week was building up to this, and now all of this week is building it. And, and I guess you, <laughs> so. can't, you can't really do audiobooks if you're... Um, with your, unless you make a unless you make a decision about a book that you would like to audio listen to together, but he needs to like concentrate a lot on like how to put a pipe wherever. Yeah. So um, it's you like, don't want all your taps facing yeah, the wrong way around. Exactly, we've just been having six music on instead, which has been fine. Oh, Steve, yeah. music. Yeah, Steve, me and Steve, music have been hanging out. Oh, cute. <laughs> cute. Singing to soak. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, they have they liked our Instagram yeah. post last nice week. Nice one. Exciting. <laughs> um, <laughs> In touch with the stars. I know. It can't be that long, can it, until Celine likes one of our posts. Maybe like two to three weeks. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay, great. Definitely. Um, I've also been listening to a couple of podcasts. I'm a little bit behind on my usual grouping but i've listened to a few there's a new one that i have subscribed to called adulting which i really don't agree with as a verb but um Mm. yeah here we are yeah i don't like that verb either no i don't but i i listened to it because um sophie hagen was a guest on it and I, i love her and um she was talking and actually it was a really really good chat and it's really interesting to hear sophie hagen on the other side because usually she's the interviewer okay yeah um i mean not always because obviously like she's a comedian person in the you know yeah i was gonna say hall of fame <laughs> that's not right at all the person of the, the limelight the, the, yeah what are those <laughs> anyway yeah. she's a bit famous is what yeah. i'm trying to say <laughs> but she is a podcast host of two different podcasts and um, is a comedian so i think she's more often on the other side so it was really interesting to hear her um kind of talk about things from that way round mm-hmm. and she spoke loads about um like her own podcast and about thin privilege and um issues that they have around um, misogyny in Denmark which is where she's from and she goes into great detail about all of that and it's really you know illuminating insightful some people might think radical but actually she's just saying loads of things that make sense that a lot of other people just won't say yeah um so I think that it's definitely definitely worth um a listen and it was really nice because I think that the podcast host I can't remember um her name unfortunately but I can link it in the show notes I think that she was really learning loads and not from the same vantage point necessarily as Sophie Hagen but she was really open to it 
Right. So it was a really sort of useful dialogue between the two of them and I think they were like both getting quite a lot out of it. So and and I wonder like would these two people would they have met under any mm, other circumstance? Yeah. Um uh, but they did seem to kind of gel and find like a kinship with each other when the, when it, they're seemingly quite different people. Um, so I definitely recommend um, listening to that. It's quite long. It's definitely over an hour. Um, but listen to that. And then also, I wanted to get your opinion if you have one on this. So how do you land and how do you feel about mm. Jamila Jamil? Oh, um, how do I feel about Jamila? I don't think I've ever thought about her too much, too much length. Um, I think she's... Um, fine i don't have i don't dislike her i don't think Mm. but i don't really i haven't really thought about her much right because she literally everywhere i turn on the internet oh she's everywhere she's everywhere and um i've watched the good place so i see her in that the netflix show i didn't like the good place it's because you haven't persevered and you haven't gone to season two, which is where things really just... I'm not going to just persevere through a whole season of something I don't like yeah, but... just because season two is better. But then the rest... Of the... That's that's <laughs> fine. To... That's fine. I've got a lot to watch in my life. That's fine, but I would just recommend persevering because... Anyway, whatever. Okay, fine, fine, yeah. fine. I don't need to... We'll convi- talk about this off mic. Don't need, to, don't need to convince you of it. I mean, it's not that good, but it's much better like from season two onwards it's like it's a different show almost but anyway that's fine um yeah but she's literally everywhere and she has this um iway page where um it's sort of promoting people the the idea that we are you know more than how much we weigh and like what else are we and all of these things but i follow a lot of um like body positive activists and fat activists and um yeah just just loads of just random feminist huns on the internet and a lot of them are displeased with um what she is doing and i'm really struggling to know what side i land on if any because basically their argument is is that she um is talking she talks a lot about how she was shamed in the media when she was on um medication and she put on um what she deemed to be a lot of weight and um how she was attacked um for various reasons but one of one of them was was that and they're sort of saying that is ridiculous and it's ridiculous that you have become the poster child for this issue because at that point you were a UK size 14 you can still do all of the things that you need to do you're still sort of largely accepted by society and society sort of patriarchal standards on how women are meant to look you can still fit on a plane you can still you know not be harassed because of your size by the general public yeah more likely than not and um you don't face the same criticisms and stigmas that people of larger sizes do yeah all the time yeah it's yeah you might be bigger than you were but it's a totally different ball game that is not fat yeah that is you know bigger than you bigger were. than you were yeah um, yeah and, and it's it's politically and socially it's a totally different um ball game to be in and so they're upset that she is kind of like the the face of this and speaking out on it but then the other argument of that is i wonder how much of that is you know jamila jamil's fault that she or is it just that is it just that the media is only listening to 
a thin, beautiful woman talk about this because they actually wouldn't listen to well, a fat yeah, woman who might not be deemed, you know, acceptable yeah. by society standards to be discussing these issues, and they'd just be seen as, oh, you know, shut up or whatever. We don't want to hear about no, it. I think I think that's that's valid. Yeah, like it's it's more palatable. So actually, like is she sort of playing them at their own game? Because yes, she has this privilege now, but she didn't always. And it's bringing, it's using, you know, the privilege that she has now to bring light to bigger issues. But is she the person to do it? Well, in a perfect world, possibly not. not yeah. But um, in the world that we live in now, you know, maybe. But I, I keep going back and forth about what I think about it. But I know a lot of um, body positive um, activists are really genuinely upset about it. And I do think that they have reason to feel as they do. But what I wanted to circle back to was um, she was on Emma Gannon's podcast, Control-Alt-Delete, right, yeah. this week. So I listened to it and she did actually give voice to some of these issues okay. that were um, going on and said that... Um, she has sort of unwittingly become the face of the body positive movement and she is trying to move away from that as much as she can and she recognises that 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 shouldn't be the thing that she is necessarily like flying the flag for from a personal standpoint right and that you know she has suffered um she suffered racism she's had a real real severe eating disorder and she's like i feel totally qualified to speak about those things because they're things that i've experienced firsthand and there's like no two ways about it but she's kind of like the body positive movement is maybe like not my area to be championing like whilst i can support it like i want to make sure that other people are in that spotlight rather than rather than me so I feel like she's sort of recognized it but then it's really hard when you're trying to do any kind of activism because you're never going to be you are still just one voice and you're never going to be perfectly speaking for loads and loads of different absolute people but then that doesn't um negate like the fact that people can still be upset and have feelings about it but then I suppose you know it's easy to be cross with the person who isn't getting the activism completely right and um you know because you either have that or you're cross with the whole world and like patriarchal systems which is a lot um harder to direct your upsetness at so i don't know like i know that you know you don't have much of an opinion on it either way yet but i've just never really yeah no it's but it is interesting i think it's good that she's addressed it that's a step towards like the right direction isn't it and i do think that body positive activists have have an issue with with her being the face of etc that is totally valid but i also think that at least she is being active in some way and not just not doing anything about it as well so there is that and that any voice is a good voice for things like that um but that yes maybe she shouldn't be the the as it were poster child of it but she seems to be addressing that so that's that's good as well yeah i do really like um the work that she's doing on um trying to change legislation on social media platforms for diet pills and supplement teas and all of that so it's like these big influencers who are essentially promoting laxatives or just sugar pills to make your hair shiny or make your stomach flat when actually like gummy bears are just sweets and these lax and these teas are just laxatives so you'll just just shit shit yourself every morning yeah Yeah. so she's saying yeah okay fine sell these things but it should be in the legislation that you have to list all of the side effects yeah and um the ingredients yeah and actually say this is a laxative yeah yeah 
what they actually are yeah so she will go on to different people's instagrams where they're selling this stuff and comment all of those things underneath it and she's been pretty successful in getting things taken down but at the moment i don't think there's any sort of legal legislation against these um sponsored posts on instagram which are so irresponsible because whilst like i can sort of i feel like as someone in their late 20s blah 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 you know lived a certain life i can look at a lot of these influencers and sort of take what i want from it without being that damaged by it yeah but that's my complete privilege of you know age and um doing my own sort of homework and sort of living in that world but you can't ask the same of a 14 year old girl exactly and they are exposed to this stuff even more so yeah than us so So i can like follow yeah responsible i can follow the kardashians and be like oh like i know that gummy worm that you're eating for your hair is bullshit because you've got a thousand extensions in but can you expect a child to know that yeah and to not feel that they are less than because they don't have that same hair or that same stomach or that same you know makeup or whatever so yeah um i think that she is doing some good things but yeah like like anyone who's so in the public eye everyone's got an opinion and I think she would be the first to admit that she isn't doing things perfectly but I find myself so intrigued by her and I keep watching and sort of consuming everything that she is doing and through her I Weigh page she's now started um, a series where she talks to different sort of people of like notable people celebrities about their experiences and relationships to their body right yeah and the first one that she did was a couple of weeks ago and she did that with sam smith and he talked a lot about um his relationship to his body i know i mentioned he's spoken about that in the recent past on um, instagram in various places and he um said that he had liposuction on his chest when he was 12 because he felt so bad about his body it's horrible it's really really horrible as well 12 uh, i know i know um yeah. yeah um and they talk about loads of it's like longer than that it's not like an instagram yeah. video so you can go on and watch the whole thing mm-hmm. and i believe that this week's is lizzo so i need to catch oh, up on that, that. Sounds good yeah, yeah definitely definitely be watching that so speaking of a little uh, short things to watch of interest i've been made aware this week of um a project called five films for freedom it's a collection of short videos, films, sorry, that the British Council make each year in connection with um, BFI Flare, which is London's LGBTQ plus film festival. Um, and they make them each year short films and they're available online for like, I think, 10 days. They're designed to show the international universality of the LGBTQ plus experience. And they look really good and they've just come out. So now they're out, I think, from yesterday for a whole 10 days so they'll be available again for another sort of four four or so days when this goes out so they're just online well i'll say i'll put the link in the show notes and they're just you just watch them online as you would anything is this to do with um because i know the bfi are doing um an lgbtq season is it yeah so it's connected to that i believe yeah i think i think i think it's connected it's all part of the same sort of yeah time project season um but yeah they are um viewed in by over 10 million people but previously have been in 202 countries 73 of which are where uh, lgbtq plus lifestyles are illegal wow. and all eight where homosexuality is punishable by death it gets viewed and interestingly i've got some good stats as i have an insider a mole in the british council <laughs> who has uh told me that in 2018 
the program's highest like viewing figures were in like all the countries where it's punishable by death to be homosexual so it just goes to show what how much people are in these countries queer voices need the content that they need and they're longing for it and they look really good so this year the films are from peru the usa iceland and UK and the UK and they all look really good so I would recommend watching them I haven't actually watched them yet they're free to watch they are free to watch and um, I will put the link in the show notes mm-hmm. and was just watching them for a nice little bit of queer content have Why you not? watched any yet? no I have not Ooh. then I will be watching soon how, and how many are on there do you know? I believe it is five no yes it is five because it's called five films for freedom oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't obviously. listening well enough and yeah. so yeah they're available until the 31st of March okay so get watching. Speaking of queer people existing everywhere and always have and always will be existing, obviously this week we've had some development on the whole uh, sort of in absolute air quotes debate uh, that's been going on in our country regarding um, the teaching of LGBT relationships in schools, yeah. which we spoke about last week or the week before. Um, there's been some development because Andrea Leadsom, an MP, has said, she said something along the lines that parents should be able to decide when their children, and I quote, become exposed to that information. Oh, um, exposed. And yeah, uh, obviously there's been a lot of uh, chat about this. I saw somebody say that we shouldn't even really be like tabling the discussion of this because it's not a debate. It's not up for debate. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be talked about at all. But it is in the public eye. I say it's what people are talking about. And uh, unfortunately, there are quite a few people in our country, it would seem, who believe that they should be able to send their children to schools where they are not taught about lgbt plus experiences and relationships um and it's all to do with that uh incredibly archaic like way that people like to sexualize lgbtq plus people so i saw somebody tweet something i can't remember their name but i've seen a couple of tweets to the the effect that um if you can teach your children about mommy and daddy without mentioning that you have sex then you can teach them about mommy and mommy mommy and mommy daddy daddy etc whoever um because we are not just sexualized beings like this is it's that classic thing and it's again like like similarly with the cory thing like it's such a it harks back to an old of what we hoped was dead view but yeah. well, obviously not completely dead because people are stupid but like and that's like thought of, would not be something we have to fucking discuss anymore that's like one of the many reasons why it's well obviously everyone's experience is different but i think definitely one of the main experiences why it can be so hard to come out to your parents yes is because it's an in, you feel like it's an inherently sexual admission yes it is because that 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 is how we have been made to feel yeah that is how that is was what's always been lauded on lgbt plus people is that you are you're so sexualized because you're doing this because you it's all about sex yeah and it's like mm, no yeah. <laughs> can you not like it's it's not at all and um it's just infuriating to me that this is happening and to a lot of people um uh I've, i i also saw another tweet which i thought was very out which someone said if you're not prepared to um have gay children then don't have children because they are every, they're every, you're not going to be able to unteach that. It's not something you can raise or unteach as much as you will try. And even if you try, all you will be doing is harming your children and other children around you. Um, and I think that it's just so toxic a way to to think. And it, it similarly uh, goes back to like what Ellen Page said when we, we said a couple of years, uh, years? <laughs> we said a couple of weeks ago where she said, um, when she was talking about, was it Chris Pratt? 
liked Chris. Yeah, Hemsworth. she's talking one about Chris as, I, Pratt. as I like to call them Chris movies. One of the ones <laughs> that's what Adam <laughs> called them this week. Chris Pr- Chris, Chris Pratt, Pratt for clarity. For clarity, who um, uh, when she's talking about his church and how uh, she said that you know it's 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 not it's not a debate. Yes, um, it's just wrong if you don't accept gay people etc queer people it's there's no debate and it's exactly that again and it's just shocking that it's keeps coming up again and again and again and it's just um pretty terrifying actually to be completely honest yeah i mean i think that sue perkins replied um to this whole to this whole situation really eloquently and she says um in quote marks exposed like we are some form of societal toxin this position will do nothing but stigmatize LGBT children and damage their mental health. It will lead to ignorance and bullying. It is utterly unacceptable for a government to be spewing this shit in the modern world. Hashtag Tories out. Absolutely. That is um, correct, Sue. Nice one. Uh, it's just so upsetting to think that there are queer kids right now who are seeing all this going on and that it will just absolutely be like, you know, it's fucking hard being queer when you're young anyway, let alone this shit going on in, in, in your government, like in your, your, what, what is supposed to be like running your country and help supposed to be helping you, um, to say, oh, we're not going to teach about, you know, or this is obviously this isn't actually what's happening, but that a bunch of people think that we shouldn't be, te- that we shouldn't be learning about all different kinds of people because basically they're saying they think it's wrong and that's just disgusting and I know that we will all agree on that and basically I hope if you're listening to this you agree um and it's just very disappointing again that's what we're talking about yeah I mean it's never evolving story and um hopefully people will want to be on the right side of history on this one yes, so please. um yeah it's it's just developing all the time but we have some really eloquent and amazing minds fighting for our cause so hopefully um we'll be able to get our message across yeah in um the way that we need to but um while we watch that unfold and until um the next development happens you can soothe me with some poetry lucy oh i can actually olivia it's national poetry day today the day that we are recording um and it got me thinking about all my sort of favorite poets but also like my favorite queer poets so there are loads of loads of queer poets to name a few eileen miles audrey lord um Travis Alabanza, yes. Andrea Gibson, Adrian Rich, um, and Denez Smith, who actually has a poem um, which I thought was very um, like apt to the sort of uh, to the climate that we are in at the moment. So I'm going to read to you a poem. Okay. Are you sitting comfortably? Yes, you shall begin. <laughs> then I shall begin. This is called "The Seventeen-Year-Old and the Gay Bar" by Denez Smith. This gin-heavy heaven, blessed ground to think gay and mean we. Bless the fake ID and the bouncer who knew this need to be needed, to belong, to know how. A man tasteful on vodka and free of sin. I know not which God to pray to. I look to Christ, I look to every mouth on the dance floor. I order a whiskey coke, name it the blood of my new saviour. He is just. He begs me to dance, to marvel men with the dash of hips I bought. He deems my mouth in some stranger's mouth necessary. Bless that man's mouth, the song we sway sloppy to, the beat, the bridge, the length of his hand on my thigh and back, and I know not what country I am of. I want to live on his tongue, build a home of gospel and gaiety. I want to raise a city behind his teeth for all boys of choirs and closets to refuge in. I want my new God to look at the Mecca I built him and call it damn good. 
or maybe I'm just tipsy and free for the first time, willing to worship anything I can taste. And I just thought that that was lovely and powerful Mm. and very uh, apt in the time and made me feel stronger after all of the shit we've been wading through this week. Yeah, I think the, 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 the key thing that I take from that poem is just its sheer unapologetic nature exactly we are here we are queer <laughs> we're not going anywhere <laughs> pass me a whiskey coat get used to oh yeah i mean i don't really like whiskey coat, but I, do I, I. I have one now <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a dark and stormy girl myself yes, same. yeah if i have to have a dark drink it will be a i haven't had a dark and stormy no, in ages let's have some yeah. I've, I've i've got a whole massive i've got a liter bottle of dark rum i won at a charity raffle thing i went to last year really? which i haven't touched yet so come round to my new kitchen when it's ready yeah. and I'll make you dark and stormy. Or... Then we'll hit the tiles because we're allowed to. Well, we are. <laughs> or you can um, bring it to a recording and we can get sloshed. Oh, my word. And do we, a... we haven't done a sloshy one yet, no, really. We but it's interesting, though, because all of my friends, especially my work friends, funnily enough, <laughs> assume that I'm drunk when I do this. <laughs> I think people would assume I am too but yeah. we actually haven't been no we've... there was one where we had a couple of drinks yeah we sometimes have like one or two beers yeah, but usually not because I usually drive over here and I drive home so I don't have anything to drink yeah 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 we should do one we yeah. should do queer logging at night we don't have to take our clothes off to have a good time do we <laughs> um what what's your all-time favorite poem because I have struggled with poetry in my life I don't easily <laughs> find poetry I like oh I quite like I I'm quite I quite like poetry. I don't. I don't think I, I explore it as much as I would like to. Um, but um, I, I can find it quite easy to like poetry. Uh, All time favorite is very difficult for me to think of right now, or what, even what's, to. What's one that just comes to your mind that you're like, oh, I always loved that poem, or like uh, I, I, I do have one, and it's like a, such a like. Um, I, I think I first found it when I was sort of sixteen, seventeen, or whatever, and it's very that. that. It's, it's it's looking at it now like a very basic poem. Um, so it's Shelley. And it's called The Cloud by Percy Bish. And <laughs> I, I'm like obsessed with clouds in general anyway. And when I was like 17, I signed up to the Cloud Appreciation Society. Really? And I signed my mom up at exactly the same time. Cute. Because our birthdays are quite similarly timed. So I did it for her birthday. And she did it for mine at exactly the same time, Aww. same year. So we're both twice members of the... No, I'm twice member of the Cloud Appreciation Society. Um, but I love the cloud by Percy Bysshe Shelley, and especially because the like the end lines. I'll see if I can remember it. It's um, like a ghost from a tomb, like a child from a womb. I arise and unbuild it again. And I always like loved that as a sort of I don't know mantra. Yeah, it's very satisfying. Yeah. So that's what comes to mind. What about you? My um, favorite poem, which I haven't, because I'm not so great at poetry to be honest. I haven't kind of found another one to yeah. overtake this one. But um, it is very, as you said, that. Like <laughs> it's very itself. <laughs> yeah, it's very that, and it's itself. But um, for all the reasons that I loved it then, I love it now, and it is um, Pablo Neruda. Tonight I can write. Mm, I do know this. Yeah, yeah. It's really. It's lovely. A great one. Well, the full title is Tonight I Can Write the Saddest Lines, mm-hmm. and it is a poem in translation. I believe that he's. Is he Portuguese? I think so. Um, yeah, so it's it's been translated Spanish, from sure. um, yeah, it's been tra- it's been translated. But I love that it's. I think the reason that I love it is because it is a translation, and that the way that it has been written transcends like one particular language. Mm. Um, and that's I love that when that happens. Like yes. about it, and because it's a love poem, 
and it doesn't matter really what language it's in and it still um you know makes an impact i think yeah is really nice massively so um get go me and, in some poetry go and read that and um if you feel the mood of love and loss you'll enjoy it absolutely very, very much and now lucy here i am again absolute athlete basically i am they call you a triathlon because i've got the sporty spice yet again Can't this week it. i know in my defense i've been off gr- off the grid okay even from the sports well, in my defence... And there's a there's an international break for football, so I haven't, you know, been watching, looking at more sports news, I'm afraid. Well, maybe you should be following Australian football, oh. and you would know. <laughs> so, um, this week, it's about um, the Australian um, female footballer, mm-hmm. Taylor Harris, and all of the online abuse that she um, has had oh, right. for um, a photograph that was taken of her um just playing basically and because she just has a leg up really high and she has tiny shorts on the whole world can't deal with it and yeah there's like really derogatory comments underneath um these pictures on social media she's 21 she's you know a young woman at the prime of her sort of sporting career and she's been reduced to all of these comments and um one of the news outlets actually um deleted the picture because it was getting so much abuse wow um without understanding that all they're then doing they they're deleting the person they're not deleting the trolls yes um because the trolls will just find other places yeah. and you know there's absolutely nothing wrong with that image why should it be taken down sending the complete wrong message yeah and even the prime minister has actually spoke out um about it and said i think they're grubs i think they're cowardly grubs who need to wake up to themselves absolutely so um yeah and and said they're acting out of some kind of hatred in a way that lessens them as people we should give them no quarter and we should treat them as the grubs they are yeah um so yeah it's pleasing to see that the prime minister is you know making no um holds barred about this issue and um neither is she she seems to be a very um strong and self-assured woman and um it's just really really disappointing that you know this is what a lot of society are trying to reduce her to but she will not be reduced to that and she will just carry on and be amazing but still it's really rubbish that she has to just even entertain this especially as she said on platforms that her family will consume that content yeah um and just it's awful for anyone to be subjected to that so um ridiculous yeah um so that that's the newest thing in sport which is not the best news but um hopefully it will raise awareness of um of that and you know make people think differently in the future think on so obviously we can say we don't agree with stupid online trolls and in line with that olivia it's time for i don't agree with it what did you agree with this week oh okay so what i don't agree with this week it's interesting because at work i was um talking to this guy at work who said why is it that masterchef um you know it's been going for a really long time it's really successful but it never took off in the same... Yes, it's had longevity, but it's never taken off in the same way that something like Bake Off did right? Yeah. when it first started. And he was like, do you think that there's a reason for this, Olivia? I would like your opinion. Oh. And I know that most people would probably have to 
think about it a little bit they you know might not know they might just you know do a bit of research you know be like oh not sure like i just yeah. i just love melon sue whatever i had a reason right off the bat because i knew and i've thought about it before and you don't agree with it and i've got the answer i don't agree with masterchef because there are no windows i can't see the outside <laughs> true it's like watching people cook in a dungeon in a weird bunker yes in a bunker that's that's exactly what i said it's like why are they cooking sea bass in a bunker (laughs) and the difference between that and bake-off and i'm not bashing bbc because obviously uh you know um it was it would not be in your interest to do so no and it it was previously it was previously bbc um before and they you know were part of that concept but i just disagree with this whole bunker because Bake Off, the reason I think that it's so successful is because it invokes that whole ugh, that whole sort of nostalgia of English summers and, you know, gorgeous yeah. meadows and squirrels and Victoria sponges <laughs> and summer fairs. And, <laughs> and history. <laughs> yeah, and history, the history lesson. And yeah, all of those things. I, I just can't get with the bunker. Yeah, well, fair enough. I, I like a bit of MasterChef, but I do agree that it is very bunker-esque. Yeah, well, the, the episodes of MasterChef that I do like and I do watch are the ones where they go into restaurants. Yeah. Because that's that's normal level above ground. Well, even then, sometimes they're like, the kitchen can seem very bunker-esque. But actually, the the ones, there are ones where they, you know, go out and they're like yeah. cooking for people and they tend to be in a tent cooking. Yeah. You, you just like tent cooking. This is what's happening really. <laughs> <laughs> You're obsessed with field cooking. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe, maybe it's well it's the romantic in me i like some al fresco fair enough, cooking fair enough. but um yeah i don't agree with no windows bunker cooking okay but that's fair enough i also hate spaces where there's no natural light so i understand that but i do like master chef so who knows what's going on there what don't you agree with this week this week my i don't agree with it is um <clears throat> people speaking out of turn and <laughs> this is a bit my shared one yeah with you it as is well because well, we had some shared experiences this weekend did we not uh so when we went to see hamilton we had two instances that weekend of people speaking when they should not have been speaking oh my god so firstly we had um a uh we were on the way to our jolly day of going to i forgot about this one this is the yeah. worst one okay the yeah, worst witch or not witch um which we love we were on the way on the tube and we were having a great time having a really fun, funny conversation. We laugh, were cackling on the off. tube. Absolutely. Yeah, cackling, of course. Yeah. And um, so, you know, whatever. This man gets on, sits opposite us, down a little bit, but opposite us, and just starts, like, shouting. Well, what was he saying? He was he saying... Was he was ranting to himself. He was ranting to himself. But it was amazing how... Um, he could just come on and he sort of looked at us and he looked at some other groups of people mm. and he was sort of staring everyone down and then just sort of ranting to himself and no he, he was right and he, he kept swearing to himself and he kept going i knew this would happen that was it yeah i, I knew, knew this, this would, would happen fucking happen etc yeah. and and it was amazing how this man could come onto the tube and just with his air of violence just intimidate intimidate so many, so many people and i felt so made to feel so small in that instance and then I was so annoyed it was scary it was a scary and he kept taking his watch off and I was yeah. like is he gonna like thump someone and he kept taking his jumper off and tying it around his yeah. waist and then like getting up and sitting down getting up and sitting down and like 
I I was so annoyed that I had because uh, we went quiet, just sort of stared in front of ourselves, like you know that thing you do where you like try to look normal, but like yeah. whatever. And I was so annoyed at myself that I was made quiet by this man, but also just really scared, mm. and it was um, just really really annoying. So I do not agree with people being like that. And B, the second situation when we were at Hamilton, you said to me, Leah, some people will probably like sing along. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. And it's loud enough when the chorus is going and everything for you can't hear it when people sing along. Mm. Cool, whatever, go for it. There was a girl behind us who must have been, what, maybe 13, 14, who was obsessed and wanted you to know it. And she sang every single word, including all the like sort of speechy bits. She did all the speechy bits and she was there with her mum and her mum didn't say anything. And she wasn't doing it at a level that was like acceptable. She She was going like... Hamilton said that, 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 that. And not only was she not doing it at an appropriate level, she was preempting their well, speech. Yeah, and, and she did it at the... No, no spoilers, but there's this moment near the end where there's obviously going to be a very sort of important, powerful thing set. And you know that's going to happen because I knew it was going to happen and I'd never seen it before. You knew because you were looking forward to it in a sense. Yeah. And so I was like, there's this long pause for effect. It's a real poignant... It's the most poignant bit. Effect... And she said, within the pause, she said the thing he she was said about the to line. say. She said the line. And I literally like lost my shit. I was like, what the what? Yeah. What are you doing? I know. I'm like, hey, I love that you love it. Great. But what? how can you not tell your child to maybe like, sure, sing along or whatever, but just maybe be a bit quiet because some people have paid loads of money to be here and like haven't it's actually seen time, it. Yeah. So maybe don't do that. Yeah. She needs to direct all of that passion into starting her own hamilton appreciation podcast like what we've done essentially. exactly thank you yeah so i mean i wish her all all the best but just not near me <laughs> <laughs> so that's why i don't agree with this week yeah absolutely fair cop i disagree with it too <laughs> so i know that both of us would love to have the whole hamilton soundtrack as our track of the week but Definitely. we can't do that every week no so um what is your track of the week this week lucy Yes, well, so even though all I've basically been listening to is Hamilton, <laughs> my track of the week this week uh, actually comes from uh, the Japanese house, who yes. have... every lesbian I know has been to see the Japanese house in London this week. Every single one. Yeah, I'm not surprised. She's one of the icons of the lesbian music world. Uh, she has just released her new album, Good at Falling. And it's, it's a good album. It's, 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 very, it's quite chilled, quite mellow. Um, but, you know, it has some sort of beats in it as well. And it's just a nice sort of like dream dream pop like indie pop thing to listen to and the track i wanted to pick up off it like i got through it by lilo which is like one of her songs which is like really heartbreaking because it's about her breakup with marika hackman who's also a singer-songwriter and she's in the video with her and it's very tragic Mm. but actually the song so that's really good listen to that watch the video and cry your little heart out um but the other song i wanted to uh point out was maybe you're the reason which is the one that i would be putting on it's a bit more upbeat and it's good fun but it's also really about heartbreak so (laughs) but i think the whole album is uh yes that's my track of the week what's yours mine is a real upbeat one and it is the new um song by Lizzo and Missy Elliott called Tempo. I have not listened to that yet. Stop it. Oh my God. I will be listening right away. I'll be putting it on on my drive home now. You need to. And obviously like anything with Missy Elliott in is a friend of mine. Um, So (laughs) a friend uh, indeed. We'll recommend that. We'll put it on the playlist and we'll put it in the show notes as per usual. And um, speaking of songs, this now takes us to Celine Watch. 
So this week, it's a real heartwarming Celine watch, Lucy. Um, it actually follows this absolutely heartwarming experience um, of um, Celine Dion and this really so cute seven-year-old girl. Aww. So basically, she, um, this little girl was at Celine Dion's Vegas um, gig and she wanted to get up and do some singing basically right and she did and she just absolutely blew everyone's socks off and she did this amazing rendition of celine i think it's 2002 hit um yeah from the top of my head history Um, segment thank you um um i surrender so she sang i surrender brought the house down and got celine dion's autograph and now they're best friends forever absolutely adorable we we, we had a little look sorry we had a little watch of it before didn't we and uh, it was honestly wonderful so have a little watch of it she's wearing a cute little unicorn headband isn't she and at the end she sort of she sort of get really gets into it does some like hand gestures as well yeah she does super cute and she goes thank you at the end which <laughs> thank i really enjoyed and i also really liked that as she is handed the mic and begins um singing she uh takes on an absolute power stance oh yeah because she knows what she's doing she knows which, I, what. which i love yeah so Great, great Celine watch. Good to know. Yeah, not her first rodeo when she takes <laughs> to the stage. Um, yeah, great Celine watch, very wholesome. And um, yeah, winding down to the end of the podcast. So what are your goals for this week, Lucy? Um, my goals are A, to um, still crack on with this kitchen, which I know is boring, but it's too bad. That's what my life is now. Yeah, the, so. <laughs> the podcast fans better be invested in this bloody kitchen. If you're invested in me, you're invested in my, my kitchen. Yeah. So um, that's that's my goal. And also to finish this book, which I've taken out from the library, yeah. which I need to finish before it expires, because yeah. I don't want to be doing a uh, re-loan thing yeah so gotta get it done do you think who like whoever are the people who like follow us on the podcast whoever like cares about your kitchen renovation the most Uh, should mm. win a meal cooked by you in the kitchen absolutely honestly honestly come the hell round yeah i love cooking for people and i'm not that bad if i do say so myself yeah or failing that i could make you a seven out of ten version of what lucy would have cooked (laughs) The, so. cho- the choice is yours. <laughs> the choice is yours. We can have both, maybe. No. Um, yeah. What is your goal? Um, my goal is to successfully learn every single rap in the Hamilton soundtrack. Oh, great. Okay. See you next week for that. Next week we'll just sing. The See whole you in the of next Hamilton. half an hour. Yeah. To be honest, I'm not far off. <laughs> I'm getting there. To be fair. Yeah. So great. Okay. Well, we'll we'll do it together next week. So without further ado, we will be loving you, leaving you, and longing for you. Until next time. Bye. Um, it's not working, and um, we can't get, get a it hair to... bobble off of uh, one of your uh, lady friends. It's gonna work a real dream. Just slide it on there, and it's just gonna really, really just do that job for you. And anyway, thanks a lot. Um, like and uh, subscribe, and uh, we'll uh, we'll catch you again. Bye.